Merry Christmas. Merry, ooh, from the back, loud and proud. I like that. Merry Christmas. It is seven days. Yes, seven days. Are you ready? A couple yeses, a couple I don't know, a couple we'll sees. Uh, man, I am shook right now. I'm sorry. I, I was going to come in like hot, right? I was going to come out of the gate all loud and proud. And like, no, it wasn't because of you. It was cool. Uh, like, uh, man, that song, I just feel like, um, man, uh, I don't say this lightly. It's just, there's an anointing on it. Um, like when, when we start singing as one collective group of people, I speak Jesus for my family. Uh, I just lose it every time. <laughs> I lose it. Like, it's just, there's something in me. And I don't just mean my family of Noah and Isabel and Kelly and our little dog, Gabriel. I don't mean that. I mean the collective body of Christ, the family of God. I speak Jesus over the family of God. Oh, man. Like, Ah, it wrecks me. I, yeah, I had this, uh, I had so many great friends uh, this past few weeks. Uh, you guys got to, some of you got to interact with and hear from my friend Greg from Stadia, my friend David uh, from South Carolina. Um, and then uh, earlier this week, my friend Jason, um, who is from a River Tree Christian Church, a church up in Canton, Ohio. It's my home church. Um, where Greg, that you guys got to meet, uh, like Jason was Greg's successor. And so uh, three weeks of just uh, just men pouring into me. And uh, all three, we joked, but not really joked, that like, wouldn't it life be a little easier if you didn't have a calling on your life? <laughs> like, this is some real pastor talk. <laughs> there is... Um, uh, I, had a, I had a young guy come up to me and say, I think there's a calling on my life to go into to ministry, past, pastoral ministry. Um, I don't have enough time today to, to unpack all the different types of ministry, but pastoral ministry. And I said, man, I hope you're sure. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I hope you're sure. Um, it is one of the joys of my life uh, to be a pastor and to lead his church. Oh, but it comes with... Uh, your heart being broken for the family of God. Um, oh, gosh. And, it's, and these are happy tears uh, and, and weary tears, uh, but ultimately they're happy tears because uh, I have the joy uh, to be a pastor and to pastor so many of you through different seasons of your life. And that is a joy, and with it also comes, oh, I wish that wasn't happening in your family. You know, like I see you and I see where you're desperate for Jesus. So when that line hits in that song, I speak Jesus for my family, I'm like, yes, please, Jesus, come now, Jesus. Psalm 13, right? Uh, for those of you that don't know, there's a book in the Bible uh, called Psalms, and it's a collection of, of words and beautiful laments and powerful statements, most of it from a guy named King David and a, a guy who was just chasing after God's heart. And uh, he said, how long, O Lord? Uh, and he goes on, like, how long, oh, Lord, will all this stuff be going on in my life? Anybody going through that? Like, how long, oh, Lord? How long will you continue to let my in-laws, you know, like, and then you fill in the blank. I ain't saying it. It's Christmas. I ain't saying nothing. I'm trying to stay on that nice list. 
I don't know if that's the case, so I'm trying not to say things about in-laws. I, like, how long, oh, Lord, will you let the Browns lose? How long, oh, Lord? How long? Like, I know they won, right? But I'm, like, I, like once. Like, just, they, they won once. But, like, how long, oh, Lord? How long, oh, Lord, will you, um, will you not answer my question? How long, O oh Lord, will you allow my enemies to continue to attack? How long, O oh Lord, will you, this is David speaking, not me. Like, how long, O oh Lord, um, please restore the sparkle to my eyes. Right? And then, and then he wraps up in that psalm just saying, like, uh, but, but I will continue to praise you. You are unfailing. You are never ceasing. I will continue to find my, my shelter in you, my refuge in you. You are my rock, my salvation. Right? All throughout Psalms, like he's just over and over again, you are the place that I can find refuge, the place that I can find hope. So um, we're in this whole series, uh, uh, The Weary World, a hope initiative. I don't need to tell you that the world is weary. Uh, we, we went through all sorts of stats over weeks and weeks and weeks of how weary the world is right now. And unfortunately, those stats haven't changed since we talked about it, right? People are still wrestling with anxiety and depression. People are still, unfortunately, like they're, they're dying, right? They're, they're, they're choosing to take their own life every 11 minutes. That's horrible. And that's still happening. And, and people are still losing their jobs. And st- people are still wrestling with their finances. And, and these are all the real things. And friends, like, I'm not immune to that. You're not immune to that. Yet we still have hope. Amen? Like, you have hope, right? Yeah, whew, only a couple. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Strong, again, strong voice for those that maybe haven't found their voice yet. I understand what it's like to not find your voice when your heart is a little heavy. But so, so those of us who have found their voice, we will say amen louder for the others. We have hope. Amen. Praise God. We have hope. Even in the midst of a weary world, we have hope. A hope that, and a peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. Amen. I, uh, I, I have hope. Uh, this is my favorite time of year, which is really messing with me because um, it, you know how some people say like, hey, uh, what's your favorite holiday or what's your favorite season? Mine's Christmas. All right. I love Christmas. Uh, Mike, I was telling Mike earlier, like, I love snow. I hate the cold. That's rough. Like, I don't know how to reconcile that. I love the snow. We've been having this dusting of snow lately. It's really awesome. I love Christmas. I love Christmas movies. My favorite Christmas movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Um, man, George Bailey. Oh, man, that's, that's my dude. I, I resonate with George Bailey. Uh, uh, Gen, like, Y and Millennials, like, and Gen Alpha, it, like, please check it out. Don't let it disappear. It's a wonderful life. It's worth it. They probably hate me for saying that, but... Uh, another one of these is just as glorious, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I have no, I have no, uh, no shame. Uh, but here's, here's, my, here's my honesty. Uh, I didn't even think about it this morning. All right, when I put on my sweater, I didn't even think about it, but you reminded me. <laughs> it's my Clark Griswold sweater. <laughs> I just need a squirrel, like, on the back, right? You know, it's my Clark. <laughs> You're going to hook me up. I'm going to get a squirrel next time I wear this. Uh, so I'm, I, she told me that on the way up. I lo- it's a Clark Griswold sweater. I was like, I don't, like, I never thought that, but it is now. So I just need a little Santa hat. So if you have that, I'll wear this and that, and it's ready. Uh, 
I'm not ready for Christmas. <laughs> and this is my favorite time of year. And that's been really messing with me. And I don't mean like ready for uh, gifts and presents and like all that stuff. I don't mean that. Like, it's like my heart isn't ready. You know, that's one of the things we, uh, if you celebrate Advent, you know, it's preparing the heart. There's something going on. Like my heart, I am not ready. It's, I'm like trying to slow down the clock right now. Just candidly, since I have you for the next uh, hour and a half, I, uh, I'm going to use you as my patient or my therapist uh, and say, like, can you help me? Like, I'm just, I'm just moving too fast. I'm, I'm, I'm being pulled in too many different directions. I'm trying too much. I'm, I'm doing too much. Like, I'm just go, 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 go. Like, that's how I feel like all the time. Like, I wish I had that energy. Like, I'm just, I just need to slow down and breathe. I just need to slow down and breathe. Is anybody moving too fast right now? Just me, the show of hands, any one other thank you for being honest in the front row. Front rows are always honest. You're in the spit zone. Carmen, I'm coming for you in a little bit, so just, just prep and prepare yourself. So I just want to slow down. Maybe today we can slow down together. I, was, uh, I have a routine uh, of how when I'm preparing a message, I'll start a couple weeks in advance just thinking through like, hey, what's the scripture? And I'll just meditate on the scripture, meditate on the scripture. God, give me a right now word from this scripture. And then I'll take notes. I'll do a voice memo on my phone. And then, you know, I'll put it all on paper and, and just let it marinate and marinate. It's a slow cook, right? And then Friday, I come in and put it all together, right? And Friday is glorious, Nobody is in this building, all right? It's glorious. I'm an introvert, okay? I have to, you think I drink all the coffee for like, the, I don't know what. It's like to get the extrovert awake, all right? Because my default nature is being an introvert. And so Friday, nobody here, no noise. Oh, it's life. And so I'm in here Friday, I'm putting together my message and I hear children laughing. And I hear Christmas music. And, I, and, it, and for some reason, I don't know if it's because we're trying to pay, like, save money on the heat, but like, there's no heat in the building on Friday. And literally, I'm like, Ebenezer Scrooge, I, I won't put another coal on the fire. I've got a blanket over me and my sweater. And I'm like typing, I'm like texting Ben, our facilities guy, like, hey, man, are you, uh, are you nearby? I could really use some heat. Um, and I was like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do here. So I'm Ebenezer Scrooge. I've got kids yelling and screaming and Christmas music, and I'm literally like, bah humbug is about to come out of my mouth. And I literally come out the doors from the offices into the hallway thinking, like, I'm charging. And I'm charging, and I'm like, oh. And then the Holy Spirit just jack slapped me. I mean, just like, what are those from deep back? And like, bam! And I was like, oh. And these kids just overwhelm me. There's like 40-some kids and parents and like they're having a Christmas party and there's Christmas music and they just had like, they were hopped up on like sugar and, and Christmas magic. And I got so slapped in my face with like reality of, hey, John, I think you need to be a little more like them. Be a little more like the kids, right? My friend Greg, he said that, right? Anybody who welcomes a little one into my presence is welcoming me, right? 
And so I hung out with some friends, some new friends, uh, some old friends. I hung out uh, with Emma and Jade, and we made gingerbread houses together, right? And when I say we made, uh, Emma ate all the gingerbread pieces and parts. Uh, Jade, well, she made something magical, and I, I listen, I'll show you mine. Uh, let, there's my creation. Now, let's stay here for a minute and dissect this, right? Let's talk about the base. It's not a square. It's a triangle. Uh, triangles are one of the strongest, uh, is that right? Uh, so uh, there's a triangle there. And notice all the different mediums I'm using to build here. Uh, nobody voted for my gingerbread house. <laughs> they were having a contest, and all the kids were voting, right? And uh, well, that's not true. There was one boy. He came up and said, whose is this? And I said, it's mine. Go ahead, say it. And he voted for me. I was like, yes, thank you, Christmas magic. Now, I want to show you Jade's. See, she's like, like next level. Those are Pop-Tarts for a roof. Like, like come on. Like, Jade is going to be on, like, the British baking show. My, I'm going to be on Nailed It. Um, <laughs> right? For those that watch Nailed It, like, I'm going to be on Nailed It. Like, they helped me, the kids, being around that Christmas magic, and being around those kids, it helped restore the sparkle to my eyes. We could all use a little more sparkle, a little more light, a little less dark, right? As we step into this, the, just the weary world that we're in, we could all use a little more light. I want to take you to Isaiah 9-2. We've been using that as a, as a reference throughout this teaching series. But I want to go back a few verses into verse 2, Isaiah 9. Isaiah is a prophet. Oh, my goodness. Uh, if you have some time, read through the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah, man, he's fiery. You think I, I get passionate and worked up and fiery like Isaiah. He, he's on fire for the Lord. He's got some things to say. Uh, so Isaiah is, is a prophet. And, and if you don't know this already, everything in the Old Testament is pointing to Jesus, right? And Jesus is then like a fulfillment of everything from the Old Testament. And so you can't throw anything out with, you know, baby with the bathwater, um, so as we go through this passage, when he says there will be and you, he's talking about Jesus. It says, verse 2, it says, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Is anybody walking in darkness right now? You don't have to raise your hand, but, you know, I am. Walking around in darkness. I hate walking around in darkness. If you had kids, like, you know, walking around in the darkness and stepping on Legos, And then they have the nerve to ask for more Legos for Christmas. <laughs> like, mm, mm, mm. the people who walk around in darkness stepping on Legos will see a great light. For those who live in a, in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Friends, a light will shine. Uh, Jesus, the you is Jesus. Jesus, you will enlarge the nation of Israel, the nation of God's people. And its people will rejoice. We get to rejoice because there is a light, right? We get to rejoice and its, and its people will rejoice. As people rejoice at the harvest like warriors dividing their plunder. Jesus, you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. 
The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire, the things that we once used to bring about division and death, we will now use for warmth and unity. And verse six, for a child is born to us. A son is given to us. And the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called what? Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And he will be called wonderful counselor. Friends, sometimes you need a counselor. Like, what is a counselor? You know, in school we had guidance counselors, right? Right, yeah, like guidance counselors. In life we have counselors all around us, wise counsel. Sometimes we hire a counselor. A counselor offers what? Guidance, advice, right? Friends, I, uh, man, I've hired a counselor uh, so many times through so many different seasons of my life, um, but there is no one greater than the great counselor, wonderful counselor. I just want to point you to that, that if you're in a season where you're just looking for some advice, you're just looking for some guidance, man, he will not steer you wrong. Please go to God's word. He, he will not steer you wrong, wrong. He is a wonderful counselor. He is a wonderful counselor who speaks life, right? Who speaks life, not death, not division, life. He is mighty, right? These are the names of Jesus we're talking about. He is mighty. Listen, uh, he is underwhelmed by what overwhelms you, right? Like, it's not a surprise to him, whatever it is you're walking through, so go to him. Don't go to, you know, Aunt Carol. Don't go to cousin whoever. Like, they'll just, like, freak out. Don't go to other people who are also freaking out with whatever it is you're freaking out about. Go to him, Not only is he mighty and stronger and be able to withstand whatever you are up against and offer you some strength in that moment, he is going to offer you good advice, great advice. Don't go to those folks who just, you know, give your itching ears what they want to hear. Go to God's word. Go to our mighty God. Uh, It says that he is everlasting. He is timeless. He is always present. He will never abandon you. He will never forsake you. I know a lot of you are sitting in here and, and, and you know, we talk about Christmas and, and in your, you know, lots of people are excited about Christmas, but there are many of you in this room that Christmas brings a, a, uh, a heavy heart. It reminds you of, of someone who is not there because they left. Friends, he will never leave you. He will never leave you. Our God is a mighty, mighty God. He is everlasting and he is a wonderful counselor and he is a prince of peace. Now, what's that mean? When I hear prince of peace, two things happen because I'm a child of like the 80s and the 90s. I hear like fresh prince of Bel Air and Prince Ali. So that's my mind. Pick one of them. That's not, he is prince of peace. Uh, He is royalty. He is next in line to the throne. Think more Game of Thrones when you think Jesus and less gentle shepherd. All right. 
He is next in line to the throne. And he says that he will rule how? He will lead with peace. More so, he will lead with mercy and justice. That's really freeing when we know that our God not only is on the throne and we don't have to be on the throne, so tell you whoever that they're not on the throne, that God is, um, but he leads with mercy and justice, justice for the oppressed. Wouldn't it be amazing, students, husbands, wives, grandparents, if we received more mercy than we did judgment? Imagine a world where we... um, received mercy as the norm. Even when you were caught red-headed, like peeking a present, when you're trying to open it and look and see what you got, and you were caught red-handed doing it, and you received mercy. When you caught, you know, were caught, you know, whatever you do, maybe you cheat on your taxes, I don't know, uh, and you were caught, right? And no one would do that, right? I would, you wouldn't do that, right? Just... What if it was just the norm to be met with mercy? (sighs) That'd be beautiful, wouldn't it? What if God's people were known as people who led with mercy? It'd be pretty incredible. Counselor, he is mighty, he is everlasting, he is prince of peace. He says something interesting back in in, in verse 2. It says that Jesus will be what? uh, That you will enlarge the nation of Israel uh, for all its people, and they will rejoice uh, because what? They will see a great light for those who live in a land of darkness. There will be a light. Well, that's funny because when you jump over then to the New Testament in John 8, Jesus kind of says the same thing about a light coming into the darkness. Jesus, uh, verse 12 in John 8 says, uh, Jesus spoke to the people once more, and he said, I am the light of the world. I am the light that Isaiah was talking about, Jesus. He says, if you follow me, you won't have to walk around in darkness because you have the light that leads to life. One of my favorite things about Christmas is uh, Christmas lights. Anybody like Christmas lights? Yes? A couple? Yep. Uh, so Christmas lights, um, the, here's the deal. If you hang up uh, the, the colored Christmas lights, all different colors, right, you're wrong. That's, that's <sighs> like just plain white, like just, just nice, it's clean, it's classic, it's warm, it's inviting. This is the correct answer to, to the lights you should display. <laughs> These are my favorite, okay? Uh, they're just my favorite. Uh, truth be told, I'm going to out myself. I, I, I ask Kelly, I beg Kelly, I plead with Kelly, please let the Christmas lights and the Christmas tree stay up uh, at least until March. Like, at least until March, okay? Like, praise God, hallelujah. Yes, two people in the house. Yes, thank you. Uh, like, it, it's like, it just is so, ah, it breathes, it breathes peace to me. Seeing these lights. And so, yeah, we have, we have a couple Christmas trees, and I don't know if it was Kelly's plan or just busyness or not, but we didn't put any ornaments up on any of the trees. It's just plain white lights, and it's beautiful. 
it's funny. Like I'm, I'm very weepy today. And so, um, uh, I have like, uh, I don't know. I'm sure Dr. Grubbs could tell me, um, what I have in my eyes. Uh, it's, it's, it's making everything, all the light just sparkle right now because I have so much, I'll just say water. Um, I have so, so much water in my eyes right now. And it's the lights, even like these lights, these lights, it's just sparkling everywhere. And I wonder if there's something to that. That when my heart is broken for the things that break God's heart, I see things a little different. When my heart has been tenderized and my eyes leak, the light sparkles a little more. And I look at these, and it's just glowing right now. Except for this section right here. Like, like something happened in this section. And our team tried to, like, cover it up. It, it, thank you. Like, they did. It was cute. Like, it, it's out for some reason. And I was like, no, man, it's cool. Leave it. I'll make it. Like, see, on the, on the, the, the road of life... There is light, but sometimes there's seasons of darkness. But you keep going, and the light will continue to shine on, right? You just got to keep going. There's going to be seasons of dark. It's okay. Keep going. The light's on the other side. Sermon illustrations on the fly. Like, friends, do you know not only that there is light, but that you can offer light to the world? You. Yes, you with all your junk. Yes, you. Those are Jesus' words, not mine. In Matthew 5, Jesus turns the table and he says, yes, I'm the light of the world, but guess what, friends? You are the light of the world. You. You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And then he gives this metaphor for anybody who has a lamp in your house, right? He says, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed up on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. The light that we have that is God-given is meant for everyone, friends. Don't hide your light. It's meant for everyone. And then he says, in your same way, let your good deeds shine out, not, not for praise, not for, for pride, but so that everybody will be able to praise your heavenly Father. Friends, you are the light of the world. You have that same light that Jesus has. How's that happen? Well, John 15. He says, John, Jesus says again, hey, remain in me and I will remain in you. It basically says like, hey, make your home in me and I will make my home in you. The light that Jesus has, he will put that same light in you. You could bring light to the world. You have the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Do you know that? Do you act like that? Parents, don't look at your kids right now. <laughs> like, so if, if I would go back and I would unpack the, the names of Jesus, you know, being a counselor and he's mighty and he's everlasting and he's a prince of peace. Like, like so if we have the light of the world inside of us and we are the light and we could shine into the darkness... Well, that means that we could counsel, we could speak life. It's really simple. This is, how, this is how you are the light of the world. Keep it simple. Like, I'm, I need things simple. Like, simple white lights. That does it for me. They're great. Uh, uh, 
counsel, great. Do you speak life? In all of your interactions, even when you could speak something else, do you speak life? Do you offer great counsel that speaks life? Uh, uh, are you mighty? Uh, friends, can you, can you be strong for those who are weak? We got, we got a lot of friends around us that just, that they're, they're struggling to stand right now. Could you come alongside and just, I'll be strong for you. I will stand up for those that can't stand for themselves right now. Jesus was everlasting. He, he, he stuck. He didn't leave. Friends, maybe right now, instead of when things get hard, could you stick around? I'm not asking you if you're sitting here, and please hear my heart, if you're sitting in the middle of an abusive relationship, friends, I am not telling you to sit there and take it. Call a timeout. Go to a friend's house. Let's have some serious conversations. That aside... Maybe you're being invited to, to lean in, to stick around. Could you represent more of a prince of peace? Right? Could we lead with mercy a little more? See, we all have that ability to bring light into a room whenever, wherever we go. My question is, like, do you bring light when you step into rooms like, what happens to the light when you step into a room? What kind of light do you bring to it? What happens to the atmosphere when you step into a room? Do, do things get frigid? It's like, oh, man, there's Cousin Eddie. <sighs> Son of a I don't know, man. If Cousin Eddie was in my family, I'd roll with him. <laughs> I'd be in his RV. Like, <laughs> There's so many things I want to say, but I can't say them, right? You can't say that, John. That's the voice in my head saying, you can't say that right now. So I'm not going <laughs> to. At lunch, I'll say him, so invite me to lunch. Friends, uh, whether the light is turned up <laughs> or turned down <laughs> when we step into a room is completely up to us. Will we shine bright when we enter into a room? It's real simple. It's real simple. You don't have to be like some PhD to, to like do this and, and, and share God's light and God's word and be a light. It can be as simple as going like, hey, buddy, what's your name? What's up, Easton? Uh, last week, you really blessed me. You remember? Yeah. Hey, are you excited for Christmas? Yeah. Uh, what's one thing that maybe if you have a Christmas list or, or, or like in your mind, you're like, man, I really hope that, that at Christmas I, I could get this gift. What would that be? I don't have it in my pocket. I'm sorry. I don't. Like, like things are tight at the church right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's one thing that maybe you, like, are, are, are hoping for for Christmas? A Nintendo Switch? Oh, buddy. That's a good one. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Nintendo Switch is really fun. Yeah. Uh, have you played it before? No. Uh, uh, Mario Racing, like the Mario Kart. 
oh, man, that's one of my favorite games, and it's really fun on the Switch. Um, like, oh, I can talk to her. Is this your mom? Yeah, I can talk to her. Maybe we can work something out. You know, we can get a payment plan. Um, you know, <laughs> we'll work it out. I think there's one over in the student space. Her mom, your mom can just grab it and go. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, actually. Uh, so, uh, what's your name? Haley. Haley. Um, actually, I'm just gonna uh, put this on the spot. Uh, if things are tight and you need a Nintendo Switch, um, you can just reach out to me. We do have a couple, and I can just grab one and give it to you. So just let me know. All right, just reach out to me. I was serious about that, just so you know. Let me know. Easton, um, I... Um, I'm a, I'm a size large right now. I'm still carrying a little winter weight. So um, from 2005, um, I, uh, uh, so if you were looking to get me a t-shirt, I'm a, I'm a large, uh, I like dark chocolate truffles and um, uh, top golf. I like that in case you were wondering about me. So, so you, can, you can work that out, all right? You can work that out. You can mow some yards and work that out. Easton, what's, um, what's something that you're really excited about right now? Is there anything that, like... <laughs> you guys heard that, right? <laughs> okay. I was like, I thought I was losing my mind. Oh, going to see your grandma... Look, pure of heart. See, restore the sparkle to my eyes. They're excited about going to see your grandma. Now, can I ask you another question? This one may be a little tougher, and maybe your mom can help you. Is there something you're not excited about right now? Is there something that's making your heart maybe a little heavy? Nothing? Nothing? That's a beautiful thing. Easton, would it be okay if I prayed with you right now? Would that be okay? Yeah? All right, buddy. We're just going to pray right now, all right? Uh, so, Father, I just want to thank you for my buddy Easton. Um, for two weeks now, uh, he has overwhelmed me with joy. Uh, and so he, his light in him shines so bright. You have a special uh, just calling on his life, and he is going to bring great joy and peace and light uh, to thousands so protect his heart, protect his mind, um, continue to surround him with godly men and women uh, that will continue to encourage him to chase after you. Protect him, Father. We love you. Amen. Thank you, Easton. I didn't, I didn't do anything crazy. You're welcome. Let me know about that switch. That was for Hannah. That was a special thing. Don't everybody come to me about that switch. Don't do that. Don't, don't twist this. What's up, Carmen? Hey. So um, you're on the dance team. That's what, your, that's what your sweatpants say. Yeah? Are you dancing right now? Like, not, I mean, not right now. I mean, like, are you in a dance season? Yeah? That's cool. Um, are you excited for Christmas? Yeah? What's, um, like, what's something that's on your Christmas list if you got one? A Nintendo Switch. <laughs> 
Clothes. Where do you like to shop? Man, don't say anywhere. That's not true. Like, if somebody was, like, going to buy you something, like, you're okay, like, if it was Hot Topic. Like, I don't know. If, like, I don't even know if Hot Topic's still open. Is it? That used to be, like, the goth store, you know? Like, like I'm, I'm dating myself, but, like, I don't know if it, like, where, where do you like to shop? Lululemon. Oh, my goodness. Y'all rolling. You got fat cash. Dang. Lululemon. Okay, that's cool. Uh, what, what do you do for a living? <laughs> Man, Lululemon. I, 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 lo- I went on their website once, and that, that I, I walked away really fast. Uh, it, it does not mend well with my budget. Um, what's something you're excited about right now? Dance? Yeah. What's something that you're not excited about? What's going on with your grandma? You know, Health? You know, what's your grandma's name? Margie. Margie. Margie, if you ever see this, hi, we love you. Um, can I pray for Margie right now? Can I pray for you as well? Mar? Uh, so, uh, Father, we just come before you right now, and uh, we just lift up uh, Carmen and ask that you overwhelm her uh, with your goodness and your mercy, that you uh, will counsel her, that you will be mighty for her that you will lift her up in those moments when she doubts herself, that you will overwhelm her with how proud you are of her, that she is made in your image, that she is just fearlessly and wonderfully made, that her beauty is rooted from what is inside and not on what is outside. We lift up Margie right now, and would you step in and just move mountains and perform a miracle for her health? Let this be a moment where everybody looked back and said, what happened to Margie? And it said, I don't know, on December like 18th, like something happened and she got better. Like Jesus, we're asking and believing in a miracle. We want improved health today. And we're believing in that. Bless this family, Lord. Amen. Friends, what, what did I do just now? I mean, did, did I do anything like, let me ask it this way. Did I do anything that you couldn't do? No. But friends, how often do we not do that? That's how we can bring light to the the weary world around us by simply slowing down and saying, hey, what's going on in your life right now? What are you excited about? What's something that's kind of bothering you? Hey, could I pray for you, friends? Like 99.8% of the time, if you say, can I pray for you? 99.8% of the time, they're going to say yes. All right? Yeah, there'll be that one person one time that's like, no, that's weird. I don't believe in any of that religion stuff. Like, that's cool. And you can say, I don't believe in religion either. I believe in Jesus. Like, like... Like you can just like turn into a thing, but it's so rare that someone says, no, you can't pray for me. Everybody can do that. That's how simple as Christmas lights that they sparkle all on their own. They burn bright and shine bright all on their own. It's just simple. It's simple 
on how you can just bring light to the dark. So friends, uh, we have an opportunity as a whole church family on how we can bring light to the darkness. We have an opportunity as a church family to shine bright for our neighbors, our neighbors next door and our neighbors around the world this Christmas. I want you to check out this video. In the Gospel of Luke, uh, Jesus is asked the question of what's the most important commandment or what's the most important thing we should be doing, right? And Jesus responds, he says, well, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind, basically like with everything you've got, love God. And then he says, and love your neighbor as yourself, that these two commandments are equal and one is equal to the other. And then the guy who's asking him, he says, well, uh, who's my neighbor? And that's such a great question, right? Who is my neighbor? Who should I love? As a next-gen system, we are committed to creating communities that all they care about is belonging. We care about our students belonging. We care about them getting into communities that encourage development, that encourage them reaching their, their talents and their potential that God has given them. Uh, and we care about their transformation of their heart, soul, and mind. So for us, uh, we really do believe that we can create those anywhere, anytime, whether that's in schools, whether that's in community buildings, whether that's in churches, um, we can do that anywhere with the right people who have the right training. So we believe that we can do this by changing the world around us one life at a time. That there is someone in every single one of our lives that needs the hope of Jesus. Our students realize that, they know that, they're going after that, and they're going after that anywhere, whether that's a friend group, whether that's a family, whether that's in their class or the student who sits alone at lunch. All of these things are a big deal to us. This is just creating this community of belonging. This is where Jesus works his best. So as a young leader, I was given up on pretty early and I, and I set out to make it to where every single church that I would be a part of just really cared about the next generation and really cared about creating these spaces of belonging that we wouldn't give up on anyone a little too early because uh, if we're being honest, Jesus doesn't. So as leaders, we have an incredible opportunity set before us that, hey, the next generation is here, they're waiting, and they actually want to belong. And so we can give that to them. Really, it all comes down to this. Do we want the younger generation more than the world around us wants them? If our answer is yes to that, then we're gonna get them. My only question to you is, will you help make this happen? Hey y'all, I am inviting you in, into a life filled with joy and excitement. That's what we get to experience as we lean into caring for the least of these locally and globally. So many kids and families in our local cities and around the world need to know about the love of Jesus. Not only do they need to hear about this love, they need to experience it. They need to experience hope. That's what God's calling us into this season and every season. He's calling us to show and share his message of hope. I'm so excited to see how he will use our obedience to change the world around us through partnerships here in Cincinnati and in countries around the world. Partnerships like Stadia, who plant churches and care for kids, and partnerships with our schools. New opportunities with Southwest and Lawrenceburg will allow us to tackle the mental health crisis our students are facing.
We'll continue to partner with Three Rivers through ministries like Backpack Club with our community pantry. That's just how his kingdom works. He uses people like me and you to make an eternal difference. Gosh, I have needed hope myself in many seasons, as a student or just a couple years ago when I lost my husband to cancer. What got me through each one of those seasons was the hope of Jesus, tangibly shown to me by God's people, you. We get to be used by God to step into people's lives, whatever it is they're going through, and offer them hope. We have an opportunity to give God all that we've got to make a kingdom impact. Will you help make this happen? Yo, what's up, everybody? You know what gets me amped up? Getting together with all of you to worship God with music, praise Him for how good He is, and celebrate all that He's doing in us and through us right here in Cleves and throughout the Cincinnati area. If I haven't told you this face-to-face -face yet, yo, I want you to know that you matter. From the moment you step onto our campus, from the parking lot to grabbing some coffee, to being a part of any of our worship experiences, we want you to know that we care about your story, your heart, and the potential God sees in you to change the world. Yo, if I'm being honest, I didn't always believe this. It wasn't until I actually started investing into a personal relationship with Jesus and started gathering together with other Jesus followers that I started noticing my life was actually changing. And I started believing God has an incredible plan for me. Fam, God has entrusted us with such an awesome facility and we wanna use it to its fullest potential, to see countless lives transformed and to unleash hope throughout the community from the stages in Harbortown, the youth space, and this awesome platform that I'm standing on right now. Not only can we proclaim the gospel in person and online, but we're gearing up to equip and mobilize God's people so that they can go into their own places of influence to expand God's kingdom here on earth. Will you help make this happen? At Whitewater, we believe that our neighbor is whoever Jesus died for. Well, uh, God's word says that Jesus died for the world, for God so loved the world world that he gave his only son uh, for unto us, us the world. So the world is our neighbor, whether that neighbor is literally next door or that neighbor is halfway around the world, we believe we are supposed to love them and love them with everything we've got. For Whitewater, for us specifically, we actually want to lean in even more and say, all right, when it comes to our neighbors, we want to care for our neighbors who are the next generation, caring for kids and students of all ages uh, and through our local schools and through partnerships around the world. And so this is where I want to invite you in because friends, uh, we need your help. We need your help to start new initiatives with our local school districts, new initiatives through our global partners like Wistadia. We need your help to help make this happen. Right now, uh, we're walking through all sorts of challenges just like everybody else. I'll start. What's up, y'all? Hey, are you guys doing a YouTube video? No, that'd be cool, though. <laughs> what is we're, this? Just, we're just doing a video for the church. I'm one of the pastors next door. Oh, we all play basketball. I, oh, know. Nice. I know. I know. You did? Oh, Stop it. I swear to God. Why do you think they're filming? That's crazy. What's you up, man? What's up, guys? What's up, guys? You good? Yeah. Can we show more video? That's <laughs> Axel. Yeah, boy. <laughs> you, uh, so what do you be what, talking what about? Movie oh, we're just shooting a video talking about, hey, man, we should take care of kids. You think that's good, right? Yeah, right? yeah. Right? The church has helped you out a lot? Yeah. Yeah. You guys get food? 
Alright. I'm very thankful for that. Thanks, man. They told me I'm so much. They cut me off the streets sometimes every single day. That's crazy, man. So, you know, when you when you decide, like, hey, we're going to shoot a video because we need to shoot a video, you never know what God's going to do with that video. And so we decided, hey, let's just go. If we're going to talk about loving our neighbors, let's go next door to our neighbors, uh, to one of our friend's houses. I'm not going to tell you which friend, but you know who you are if you're watching. Um, and we're like, we'll just set up at our house. And, and then these kids show up right at the same time that we're saying, like, hey, we want to love kids really well. And then hear some of the things they just said. And I promise you, I did not prompt them. I didn't give them a script to say it. It was beautiful to just hear them genuinely say how our ministry has been caring for them and loving them. Uh, friends, this is what we're all about. This is what we need help with. We want to magnify this at 10x across this region and around the world. Uh, will you help make this happen? Will you help us continue to be a good neighbor, a great neighbor to our next door neighbors as well as our neighbors around the world? Specifically, will you uh, prayerfully consider giving financially uh, to the HOPE initiative. Uh, whether that's today, right now, or whether that's uh, through year-end giving or at our Christmas Eve services, will you prayerfully consider giving above and beyond so that we can continue to be good neighbors? Friends, I love you. And I love being on mission with each of you. Uh, together, I can't wait to see what God's gonna do in us and through us. I'm so grateful uh, for our team uh, that works together to, to pull things off. And uh, I'm so grateful that we get to be in this work together to care for kids and change lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm praying uh, for Axel, um, who one, has an awesome name and whose mom clearly loved a certain 80s rock band. Um, I'm with you. Axel is a sweet child of mine as well. So I, uh, I'm praying for Axel that, uh, that he will be an incredible kingdom leader because of this ministry fueled by you. That not only will, does he know that he matters, but that he um, is supported and encouraged and that he will be trained up to change the world in Jesus' name. Friends, uh, real candidly, uh, will you help make this happen? We started this HOPE initiative. It's running through the end of the year. And so I invite you to do two things. This is uh, two things of how we can very simply bring light into the darkness. One, will you pray as simply as I showed you how? Will you pray uh, that one, God's uh, heart will be just in us? that our hearts will be aligned with his for heart alignment and two, just for a continued outpouring of favor and blessing to do God's work, to bring hope and healing to a very hurting world. Will you pray for that? Will you continue to pray for that? And then will you give? Uh, today or at any one of our Christmas Eve services, will you prayerfully consider investing into life transformation in Jesus' name. I'm not inviting you into a building campaign. I'm inviting you into a people campaign. With your help, 
because of this HOPE initiative and because of your investment, we will be able to continue to partner with our local schools and start new initiatives to care for students and their physical and emotional mental health needs right here in our community. With your help, we will partner with Stadia to start new churches to care for students all around the world. With your help, we will care for this incredible facility as we aim our resources and our ministry outward to help bring hope to a weary world. Friends, uh, Kelly and I are overwhelmed right now. Um, <laughs> I can't even get it out. Um, some of you have um, over and over again chosen to invest into this ministry. You have sacrificially given and invested, and I just say thank you. Thank you for linking arms and being a part of something truly special. Thank you. I cannot wait to celebrate with you at Christmas Eve and, and give you a peek at like, like where we're at with the Hope Initiative and share what God's doing even more. I want to invite you to our Christmas party, right? We're having a Christmas party. We're having three of them, right, on Friday and Saturday. So in your journey of Christmas parties, as you're planning your weekends, will you come to our Christmas party Friday we have a Christmas party that's happening at 6 o'clock. And then on Saturday, we're having a Christmas party that's happening at 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock. Go through the neighborhoods. Pick up as many of your friends and family as you want and as you can. Load them up in the car, the Griswold van, get into the RV, and bring them to one of our parties as we celebrate an incredible birthday. We want to celebrate together. Friends, this week, every time you see some Christmas lights, will you just slow down? Look at a person that's nearby you and just simply say, how are you doing? Can I pray for you? Be a light. You never know how that one thing could bring so much light and joy and hope into their weary world. Let's pray. Father, I ask that you continue to shine bright on this, your family of faith. Father, I ask that every single person under the sound of my voice is overwhelmed by your presence today. Where there is hurting, I ask for healing. Where there is despair, I ask for hope. I speak peace. I speak Jesus in his mighty name over every single person that there will be transformation because of Jesus. That you will do something profound in their life. That they'll look back to December 18th and know something happened and it could only have been Jesus. Break through, Jesus, and have your way. Shine your light wherever there is darkness. It's in your name that all God's people said, amen. Will you please stand as we worship our incredible, our wonderful, our everlasting, our mighty God.